When something happens to your car, you might say, But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Between recording the next episode of my podcast, running a business, and all of the things life throws my way, sometimes it's good to just get away. Hola, que tal? It's Chiquis here. And let me tell you, I love booking a trip where I can escape. There's nothing like spending a few days at the beach, relaxing and spending time with family. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter your reasons, the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card is the way to go. If you travel, you know. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A radiophonic novella, Locatora Radio, hosted by Mala Munoz and Diosa Fem. Hola, hola, hello. Hello, welcome back. This is Diosa Fem. And this is Mala Munoz. Welcome back to yet another capítulo of Brown Girl Hour. Yes, welcome back to Locatora Radio. Locatora Radio is where we celebrate the brilliance and legacies of women and femmes of color. We're so excited yes. for another installment of Brown Girl Hour. And this capítulo is really exciting like I am so like excited to start talking about our topic today yes so am I um thank you for tuning back into our radiophonic novella another installment so before we get to our content we want to do some updates yes um some housekeeping some housekeeping yes so 
We want to shout out the women from Word Agency. We open real doors. Zoila and Angela of Word Agency. They're amazing mujeres making moves in LA from New York. Yes. Both Dominicanas. They're amazing. They're amazing. And they invited us to a premiere this past week. A screening. A screening. So let's let's talk about that. Yeah. So um, Zoila and Angela of Word Agency, um, they are involved in entertainment and events. Um, they represent different talent. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time that we ever went to any one of their events, they actually um, hosted a show for Tony Peralta yes. here at the Mexican Consulate mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. So that was them, yeah. and they brought him and his art out here. And um, this week, Diosa and I, Las Locatoras, we were really <laughs> fortunate enough to be invited by Zoila and Angela to go to this screening at the Landmark Theater in West L.A., um, for a new John Singleton series yes, called Snowfall. Yeah. Premiering on FX. Yes, on July 5th. Mm-hmm. So this Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and it was really good. It was, of course, just the pilot. Right. And they had the whole cast there, so that was really cool. They did a Q&A after. They did a Q&A, um, and it's, it's such a good show. I mean, the pilot was so good um, because it really captures L.A. in the 80s. Yes. Um, and it looks... Like, it's super authentic, at least to me. Like, it's how I picture L.A. to look like back then. It's how it looks like now. Mm-hmm. So I really, I thought it was, um, it was really authentic. And John Singleton has a, a way of doing that, right? With, with Los Angeles. Yes. Yeah, he knows how to make movies about L.A. Because he's from L.A., exactly. so he understands L.A. Exactly. Um, a lot of people in the entertainment industry are not from Hollywood, are we, not from California. We were discussing that afterwards. Yeah. yeah. You know, people come to Hollywood, people come to L.A. from all over the world to be in the entertainment industry. So me, you know, Diosa and I, having grown up in Los Angeles, being natives of Los Angeles, it's odd and it's difficult to find people who are from here (laughs) sometimes, you know. So it's cool when you do have a director who's born and bred in L.A. Um, He came out of USC film school Mm -hmm. and he creates narratives that really are cemented in the black experience in Los Angeles. It's it's hard to find. And it's also the work is amazing. So check out Snowfall on FX. Um, And also about that premiere, I was I was geeked. I was out of my my mind. I was was excited. It was so funny. There were some, we spotted some, some people there. Some that, celebs. Some celebs. Well, I um, love Love & Hip Hop. Like, I watch New York, Atlanta, now Hollywood. I watch every season, every city. And I think ba- almost the whole cast of Love & Hip Hop LA, Love & Hip Hop Hollywood, was there. Yes. I, we saw, the second we walked in, the first person I saw was Omarion. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> she was spotting everyone immediately. I was like, what I was the- like, it's Omarion. And yeah. Safari was there. Yes. Nicki Minaj's ex-boyfriend of, like, 12 years or whatever. And he was there. We were shocked he was there because he had just basically gotten jumped like <laughs> yeah, on much. Twitter and he was getting dragged on Twitter. But he was there. He showed up. Um, saw Masika, um, who's another a singer, and she's also on Love and Hip Hop. So it was just fun. Yeah. We also saw the actor. I don't know his name, but the actor who played Lisa Landry's boyfriend, Terrence, on Sister, Sister. Yes. He worked at a grocery store he in the show. The same. He looks the same. So cute. Yeah. So it was fun. So thank you again, Word Agency. We had a great time. We had a really great time. I love those women. They're yes. also having events coming up in LA and we will be there. So we're going to post them. About the events. About the events. They're like dance and networking events. Yes. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. So if you're in LA, you have to get to know, you have to go to these events, get to know these mujeres. Yeah. They're, hang out with they're us. They're super down. Yeah. 
Okay. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> so today's capítulo, what are we talking about? Tell the people, tell our listeners. We are talking about multidimensional hoes. Yes. Multidimensional hoism. Near and dear to our hearts. Very near and dear to our hearts. So we love this topic. We love this topic. We wanted to do a check-in because at the beginning of the year, this is actually how we decided to, to record to talk about this topic today. Mm-hmm. Um at the beginning of the year, everyone, all of our friends, mommy collective, we were all about dump him 2K17. Oh yeah. Dump them yes. 2K17. Dump your partner. Dump your partner 2K17. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of us did. You know, right. So we did, right. and it's summer now, and just this, in time. There, there, exactly, <laughs> just and there, in time. there is this idea that in the summer, like you are not in a relationship, you're not, you're free, right. you're out and about. Right. So I've seen, or that's how you want to be. I've seen, right. I've seen so many of these memes that are like, it's summer now, you know, check back in in the fall, and we can talk about maybe being together. Right. So let's. I wanted to do a check in with all of y'all and see like. Are you in a relationship now? It's summertime. Exactly. You know, so just think about it. How did your New Year's resolution to dump him, dump her, dump them, how did it turn out? Yeah. You know, are you on track? Are you, you know, single and ready to mingle or, or just single mm-hmm. <laughs> and ready to be left alone? Yes. You know, whatever the case may be. Um, I think that in our little friend group, mm-hmm. we all have gone through ups and downs with our resolution because all of us, I think every single one of us of the Mommy Collective, mm-hmm. we're like dump him 2017 like dump them 2017 like we're gonna start fresh we're gonna be single you know and we've gone through different iterations of that (laughs) you know it's been a little bit of a roller coaster ride yeah that's how it is that's how it is yeah that's how it is relationships are are messy and sticky it's like you do the breakup but then it's like the you still maybe you still you get the booty call text yes the late night the late night what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Gases. That happened to me. That happened to me a few months ago. I like was still seeing an ex, and um, all of a sudden, and it was just like you know booty call text, and then right. all of a sudden, we were at dinner together, and I was like, oh my god, we're on a date. A slippery fucking slope. Like, oh bitch. no 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 no! And I was like, crap. Okay, well now we're dating again, and then it ha- you had to, you have to break up again. It's a whole process. It's, it's a slippery terrible. fucking slope. It's a trap. It's dangerous. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. Like when you proceed with caution. Always. Always. Especially in dealing with an ex. Because mm-hmm. if that person is an ex, we need to think about why. Exactly. You know, it's, especially if we wanted to mm-hmm. put the person in the ex position. Yeah, the sex right? cannot be that good. I don't believe that it's that good. No. There is better sex out there. Right. You we, will find it. And we have, and that's part of it is like releasing yourself from something that's not working anymore mm-hmm. because you just have to know and believe and trust that there is something else out there yeah. and something better. And it'll find you. It'll find you. Mm-hmm. It. Yes. Right. It'll find you. It does. You just have to live your life the way you want to live it, mm-hmm. the way that it makes you you most comfortable. Yeah. And then it'll happen. It will. Some way, somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as like talking about multidimensional hoism. Yes. Like I think that it talk taking that term ho or hoism or mm-hmm. puta, puteria, mm-hmm. we can get really stuck into only talking about relationships, mm-hmm. right? I'm in a relationship or I'm not in a relationship, right? right? And then what hoism means depending on, on either context. But I think there's a lot more to being a, a multidimensional ho than there, just there relationships. Is. Exactly. So I wanted to read this um, photo that I saw Chris Chicano Chisme share. Of course. That actually is created by... 
um, somebody on Instagram, their IG handle is Suprimbe. Um, we'll, we'll link it somewhere. And their name is Thought Scholar, which love I it. love. So they created a graphic, and we're also going to share this on Locatora, on our Instagram and our social media. So I'm just going to read the definition. I love it so much. And this is, I, I think, this is this captures my pro-hoism, right? Yes. So pro-hoism, one, pro-ho, derived from the more colloquial pro-ho. So this is spelled differently. It's H-E-A-U-X. Um, spelling altered to reflect difference and refinement. Black or brown womenist, women and femme, cis or trans, who are pro-sex and or are sex workers and support sex worker rights. Committed to collective and personal empowerment, not just sexually, but through economic society sense judgment of the means. Radically thoughty and proud of it. And there's more to it, but I think that is just in essence what like, I like in yeah. essence that's it yeah you know what? I actually also want to read the second one go for it um, also a woman or femme who understands the racialized nature of sexuality one who rejects misogynoir and trans misogynoir this is important does not accept nor engage in silently or otherwise transphobia homophobia or anti-blackness is accepting of non-traditional gender expressions and not only loves her, their non-binary and LGBTQ cistern, but elevates their voices and concerns. I Boom. love it. Boom. That's that's it. Pro-hoism. That's pro-hoism in essence and in praxis. Yes. Like, that is a politic if I have ever heard yep. of one. It that's is, a fucking politic. It is a politic. It's a politic. Exactly. It's of not hoism, just... Of puteria, and I love it. Exactly. It's not just having multiple partners, which it well could be. Mm-hmm. And props to you if that's what it is. But it could also... It's also a politic. It's highly political. You're, exactly. If you're if you're pro ho, if you're a feminist, you should be pro ho. I agree. Let's start there. Yeah, and I think that is what Locatora is about, right? We're about um, talking about things that are racialized and yeah, sexualized, exactly. right? And and used against us. We want to be pro ho. We want to be puta positive, exactly. which means that we are not supporting, um, you know, politicians and policies that are going to criminalize and harm. Sex, sex workers, workers. Mm-hmm. trans women, right? Absolutely. We're not going to support movements that are exclusionary of sex workers, Absolutely. right? Or who mm-hmm. are slut shaming. We're just not going to support those movements because no. we can't. It's well, against our politics. Right, or that are rooted in respectability. Absolutely. Right? Like, how are you going to dress? How? What are you wearing today? Or, mm-hmm. you know, you can't show up in a meeting in a tight dress or whatever, you know, whatever folks want to say, like, rooted in, in respectability and professionalism. We're not here for that. No, we're not here for that. And I would also say, if you're pro-ho, you're puta positive, then that also means that you're not about the victim-blaming stuff. You're no. survivor-centered because you recognize that a person can have many sex partners, can have sex with one mm-hmm. person and still have the right to say no and still have the right to consent and still be a full person mm-hmm. who has boundaries, Absolutely. who should be respected. So I think that hoism, like, join the club, you know, get with the winning team. <laughs> because if not, you know, what is your praxis really all about? Right. Who is your work really about? Who is your work really about? Really, really. And also it's fun to be pro-ho. It is. It can be very fun to be pro-ho. Yes. From getting dressed and not giving a fuck. Taking the selfie. Taking the selfies. And we were talking about this, that the IG baddie, like the Instagram baddie, the selfie culture is very reminiscent in a lot of ways of pinup culture. I agree. Right? But, you know, now we're turning the cameras on ourselves Mm -hmm. as opposed to like 
Vargas, right, who was painting pinups and like he it was his eye, right, of the pinups and of the women. But we have we're using our own gaze, right, to celebrate ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go into a song break, actually. Um, we need to take care of some business happening in the background. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> we are going to go into a quick song break. Podcasteras Peligrosas. more to talk about because there's so much to talk about when yeah. it comes to puteria hoism it's beautiful such a rich topic i know we could go on for days um so we want to talk about economic e- equity equity quality, right what yes. is it redistribution of wealth absolutely and i think this song the song she's saying like i want more money give I me want your, your money. money i want your money i want more money yeah give me your money d-o-double-l-a-r-s Y'all motherfuckers gonna pay like you have to. You yes. will pay. Yeah. Right? Let's not forget everybody that men control men and very specifically white men, white people in general, but men globally mm-hmm. control the wealth, control the resources. They do. And starve everybody. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, women in the United States uh, still make what? 75 cents to mm-hmm. the dollar. But then if you break that down by race, right? Yeah. Women of color make far less yeah. with black women, native women and Latinas being on the bottom mm-hmm. end of the spectrum. So when we're talking about sex work or being a hoe, um, getting yours from, from men or from whoever has money, mm-hmm. whether it's men or not, whether it's a sh- other women, a sugar person, a sugar person yes. right? Um, that's economic redistribution mm-hmm. that's redistribution of wealth and i'm all for it i agree i'm also all for it pay give your money to women right Always. that was a really um important hashtag and and social mm-hmm. media campaign on twitter on twitter and i think lauren chief elk yes. w- was was one of the, mm-hmm. the the people behind it um and lauren lauren Ch- chief elk talks a lot about um you know uh basically survivor issues mm-hmm. rape rape culture uh, rape culture embedded in policy, and she talks about right. Give your money to women. This is about economic equity. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a feminist and you're a man, you should be giving your money to women. I agree with you. Point blank. <laughs> Point blank. And that's yeah. my hoism. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I I was at dinner not too long ago with my primos, and it was like a two hundred three hundred dollar bill, right? Uh huh. And they picked up the tab, and I was like, "Good, Good. you should pick up the tab." And my primo wants to flip it on me and says, um, you as an independent woman. Shut up. And I said, no, the least that you men can do is pay for a meal. That's that the is very the least. least that y'all can do. So don't try and t- turn that around on me no, saying, no, no. well, I thought you were an independent woman. Yes, I am. You can also pay for my meal because you can. Exactly. And you should. Right. 
listen, I'm independent. That mm-hmm. means my money is independent of you, <laughs> right? Absolutely. My money's independent and it comes with me. Yeah. You know? Um, no, absolutely. When you live in a, in a society, a capitalist society, where like we have no other assets, mm-hmm. resources, we don't have property, you know, we don't have access to the same type of mm-hmm. capital that men, you know, very easily have access to. What else do we have to... What, what else do we have yeah. but our bodies and also, ourselves, like, It's like you know? the idea, like, pretty as currency also. Pretty as currency, which Janet Mock, yes. a transgender woman, activist, thinker, writer, Love scholar, um, she wrote an article recently about on, Allure. on mm-hmm. pretty privilege. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how we don't talk about what the, the access and space that we can take up if, you're, if we're pretty, right? Yeah. If you're pretty, but we don't talk about it because it's like kind of weird to talk if, about right say, if you're like, considered pretty, to be pretty right uh-huh. but there is a privilege in it right oh absolutely so she has this really great article about that and yeah pretty as politic desire like is a yeah. politic as well and that's the thing pretty pretty is such a complicated topic just like hoism is a complicated talk mm-hmm. uh, topic to talk about and there's so much overlap and intertwined absolutely in femme experience right yeah because we can talk about oh absolutely pretty privilege and we have it I have pretty privilege. I'm a pretty bitch. And I know I'm a pretty bitch. I'm attractive. Yes. And it's not, that's not something that was, hi, we're getting waved at (laughs) from like people here at Espacio. Um, And I know this. And one of the reasons why we know, Mm -hmm. right, when, when you're considered attractive or pretty is because you're reminded constantly. Yes. Without invitation or without asking for it. The random Mm -hmm. stranger ass man that comes up to me on the street Mm -hmm. out of nowhere to tell me that I'm pretty, right? Right. And that's what she she really breaks that down in the article because she talks about how we talk about our prettiness or our attractiveness whenever it's on display, right? Uh Whenever it's, like you said, being talked about without invitation. Right. But we don't talk about the access that is granted to us by being pretty. For sure. Yeah. And I think, once again, this shows like how trans women of color really lay the groundwork for a lot of our dialogues. And our understandings of our experiences. Of our politics. And of our politics, yeah. And and that's the other thing, like, okay, so if we already know that economically women, femmes, women of color, femmes of color, sex workers of color are at an economic disadvantage, Mm -hmm. even with degrees and entering formal professions, still making less money, Mm -hmm. if... I have one thing that Mm -hmm. gives me access to economic opportunity and that's my pretty, Mm -hmm. then yes, I'm going to, I'm going to leverage it. I agree. I'm going to capitalize off of it. You know, you put your degree on your resume, Mm -hmm. you put your skills on a resume. Um, This is something that I carry with me no matter what. Mm -hmm. I can't choose to leave it at home. Right. 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 So if it gives me some type of benefit as somebody who is of a marginalized experience, then Yes. 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 And Absolutely. I I think that all femmes, all women, leverage leverage your pretty. Yeah. We do. Yeah. Why and, not? And I think that that also can play into like being multidimensional, right? So I can wear my my whole outfit doesn't necessarily need to be like very very revealing. It can be and it is, but yeah. it can also be you know something considered conservative. I'm still going to be a hoe in right. this conservative dress. No you know what, what I mean? Like I'm multidimensional. Yeah. It's not just this black and white. There's so many nuances. Yeah. And the other thing also about like the the pretty and the pretty privilege is that people who it's not that's not necessarily about attraction, right? right. It's more like are you fitting standards, mm-hmm. social standards that say 
that because you look like this, now you're worthy of certain access or being treated with kindness. Yeah. Because it's not like people who are not considered to be pretty are not, it's not like people are not attracted to those people, right? It's not about attraction because attraction comes in a lot of different forms yeah. and variations. Yeah. You know, so someone can be pretty but still not be attractive mm-hmm. to another person. Yeah, absolutely. But it's like important for us to acknowledge that like, as women, as femmes, no matter what, no matter what we look like, mm-hmm. our looks in and of themselves, whether praised or not, have some type of material consequence. They do. Or, or like a consequence as far as how we're treated, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Our safety. Yeah. Yeah. So so because <laughs> we're talking about safety, yes. right? And, and, our, and pretty as currency, right? I want to know about... Um, your your whole kit. Oh, absolutely. I want to know what's in your whole kit. I first learned about this via mm-hmm. Tumblr because mm-hmm. there was one summer once I graduated college, I was all sad because I didn't have a job. Right. And I spent a lot of time on Tumblr, and um, this is and so many sex workers share their like whole tips um, on Tumblr, which I love. You can like look at the hashtag whole tips. And that's when I first learned about a hoe kit, which I also love. I formerly would carry mine in my car. <laughs> love it. That's right. We're yes, easy access. Exactly. What, so I want to know, what do you keep in your hoe kit? So I haven't had a hoe kit in a little while because mm-hmm. I've been in a relationship. Right. Not anymore. But I've been in a, I've been in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, in a hoe kit, um, I'm thinking about, am I going to work the next morning? Do I need to be somewhere the next morning? Mm-hmm. So a hoe kit could be anything from quick like uh travel toothbrush toothpaste Mm -hmm. a little thing of perfume Mm -hmm. right maybe um i used to really like carrying making sure that i had like rubber bands right for my hair Mm -hmm. because your hair from yeah evening to morning right you might just need to throw it up yes you know or whatever the case is um baby wipes yes a change of shoes, yes. some flats, yes. some pants, some jeans, mm-hmm. you know? I have makeup wipes in mine. Absolutely. Makeup wipes, very important. I usually important. have, a, like, a very full face on, so I'm right. going to need to clean up, right? Yeah. Um, also, bobby pins, because I have short hair, so lots of bobby pins in my hair. Um, and I keep coconut oil. Oh, good. In my, in my hoe kit. Um, my hoe kit is currently retired, and <laughs> it is actually in my new booze. Um, he in his in their in their room. I love it. Yeah. So you know, we we can put it we can put it to to, to rest for a little for a bit. little while. But I still I still have access to it. Right. My makeup wipes and my toothbrush are there. Of course. In a safe place. Because you're <laughs> the thing is you're engaging essentially in the same hotivity. Exactly. It's just in a different context. Absolutely. You can't. You so just, so different. You're different the same context, ho- same hoe. Same hoe, different day. Exactly. You know that's all, <laughs> and it's a beautiful thing. No, like the hoe kit is really important because the, that's the thing. If you're caught without your hoe kit and without the essentials, it's going to be difficult oh, for it's you. Happened. It's not it happens. Good. It's difficult for you to get back into your day, get mm-hmm. your day started, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so we want to know what's in your hoe kit. Yes. Listeners, yes. our lovely, our, our locas and our locals and loquexes, what's in your hoe kit? What's in your hoe kit? Tell us. Tell us. Let Teach us something new. Share the wealth. I also keep... Um, I also keep contact solution because I wear contacts and that's Good. been an issue for me. I'm trying to like drive home and I like can't see because my contacts are hella dry. Uh, okay, right. Absolutely. <laughs> that's important. That's a really good tip. If you have vision yes. problems and mm-hmm. you're a hoe, 
your contact solution. Make sure you have a case Some with clear you. Eyes. Yes, have a case with you. So if you need to take them out, you can, you know, always, I think, that ha- that's always what's kept me from spending the night at someone's house mm. is my contacts. Okay. Because I know that it'll mess me up. Right. So. That takes a lot of, like, thinking ahead. Yeah. Because it's happened to me where I haven't right. taken them out and then I, it's bad in the morning. Like, I can't see. My eyes are dry. It's bad. So have that with you just if you in need case. it. Keep yeah. it somewhere you can reach. And you know these. Uh, listen, let's be honest. Hotivities can leave can leave you really hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, it's no guarantee that you're gonna get fed. <laughs> you should. Which we all should get fed. They, the least that they can do the is very buy least. you a meal. Order it. Seamless. Yeah. Whatever. I don't mind. But anyways, <laughs> um, maybe some granola bars. Keep a snack in your car. Yes. Because you might be hungry. Mm-hmm. And you need to feed yourself after yeah. all the work you've just done. <laughs> you know? I love it. So there's that. And ho kits, we want to know more about your ho kits, your ho tips. Ho tips, yes. And hospirations. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of hospirations. Yeah. A lot of people who have come before us, who have paved the way, who have, mm-hmm. you know, put forth a legacy and yeah. we're just walking in their light. Um, let's talk about our hospirations. Yeah, definitely. Um, we so wow, we have so many, so, so many. I mean, I think someone that we can all identify and like she is so amazing and coordinates the slut walk in LA is Amber Rose. Uh huh. Love me some Amber Rose. Uh huh. You know she love Amber. She yeah she will post a thirst trap on Instagram all the time. You know and she and it sparks a thousand tweets. Yeah, and she <laughs> is. Also, she's a really good example of a multidimensional hoe. Very much right? so. She's a mother, yes. right? And and somebody posted the other day. Oh, I saw this thing on Twitter about To baby how, Sebastian. That's yes, her baby. Someone posted this thing on Twitter about like how women women know what they're doing. Like we will dress to the occasion. Yeah. Like you're not going to wear like a see-through blouse to meet your partner's parents, right? Or whatever. Necessarily. Necessarily. Right. Right? But... Maybe you will when you're going to take your selfie and post it on your Instagram, right? Oh, yeah. But when she's out and about with her with her son, like, she's wearing, like, what you would deem as, like, mom clothes or, like, appropriate, mm-hmm. quote, entre comillas, right, clothes, right? right? So, I don't know, multidimensional. She she is very multidimensional. She's a businesswoman, an entrepreneur. She is. She organizes she, now the Slut Walk. And organizes a conference that will be, I believe, in L.A. in august or september oh so well let's talk about that because amber rose is behind like a big conference yes and what's the name of the conference do we know the name we're trying to be there we really want to well we we want to be at slut walk yeah and so this conference is i believe it's called opened women's conference and they have five pillars which i love and it's women empowerment diversity and inclusion digital activism which I love, financial literacy and entrepreneurship, which is what we're all about. Which is what we're all we're about. We're all about. Look, here, look, that is what we are that about. That is what we are about. So. That's amazing. Yeah, and then. I'm yeah, gonna, we're going to try and be there. Yeah, we really want to be there. So the little, like, blurb for the conference is where unedited conversation meets education, compassion, and sheer desire to enact change. Get ready to strip yourself of judgments. Open your minds to embrace candid conversations that will redefine raw transparency. <gasps> Boom. And I love I'm the nervous. way she strip in that. Yeah. She was a, a dancer. She was a dancer. Her in Black China. Yeah. Ho BFFs. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And I, I you know, um, Amber Rose is really awesome to me. Like, I really appreciate her because... 
She is somebody who I find to be very bold. Yes. I find her to be very honest. Um, I find her to be... She just sticks to who she is. Yeah, she you know, really does. When, when our world and our society and Hollywood is very quick to, like, criticize and tear down, especially mm-hmm. women, especially women of color who are in the public eye. Yeah. And there's so much slut-shaming in our society. Mm-hmm. We're considered a Christian society. Right. In a lot of ways. That, like, Puritan, like, thing is there. That Puritan, you know, like, framework. Yeah is there even though none of us like asked to be a part of it or signed up for it it's there and we exist in it we do and amber rose is from new england Mm -hmm. right and she talks about how she started dancing when she was young when she was a teenager because she was trying to help out with her family financially Mm -hmm. so it's just always crazy to me how like you know sex workers strippers dancers are looked down on or talked down on or Mm -hmm. denigrated Um, But, like, their patrons are not. You know, their customers aren't. Yeah, exactly. And that goes back to, like, economy. Like we said. Mm -hmm. Who has the money? Who has the money? Well, the patrons do because they were there. The Johns, the customers, the men. Yeah, absolutely. They were paying to to receive some type of entertainment publicity service of some sort. When I, um, this week, I I did some trainings for, like, Mm -hmm therapists and professionals and Mm -hmm. like law enforcement about sex trafficking and working Mm -hmm. with survivors of sex trafficking and the the red flags the warning signs trauma-informed care all of that stuff trauma-informed language important and one of the questions that i ask always is you know why is there such a stigma placed on sex workers on prostitutes on strippers why don't people generally in our public think fondly or kindly about Mm -hmm. strippers why do we talk badly about them yeah and it was interesting because the the women in the room that are professionals and work in the field the women in the room like responded to that question by saying well i think that in a lot of cases women have a negative view because our husbands Mm. our boyfriends our dads um the men in our family are spending their money on these women right and so my question then to them was well why aren't we mad at the men Mm mm-hmm for spending the money in a way that you don't want them to. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. The dancer is dancing. She's doing her job. Doing her job. And dancing, literally, stripping, is not mm-hmm. harmful to anyone. No. Oh, Rox- <laughs> Um No one gets hurt. Yeah, Roxanne Gay has a really like, great um, short story about this in her book, Difficult Woman, which mm. I, Difficult Women, which I really like. I can't remember the name, but it's also about like following like a mixed race <laughs> sex worker stripper dancer and like the harassment that she faces right but it's quote her job right you know i'm gonna link that somewhere yeah yeah roxanne gay has a new book out called hunger Hunger. yeah yeah um yeah no 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 roxanne gay is amazing and she's another um thinker Mm -hmm. woman of color who i think tries to tries to to talk about sex work yes right i would call her like a pro ho as well a pro ho yeah with a pro ho lens she tries to talk about sex work with the pro ho lens and i think that's so important i hope and and, like i choose to read and learn from like writers and thinkers Mm -hmm. who are very vocally and intentionally pro ho yeah Absolutely. I agree with you. Yeah. And I mean, we can talk about a couple more of our hospirations, yeah, let's right? Do so it. we talked about Amber Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've mentioned now Roxanne Gay. Also, um, 
little known, but also if you're on social media a lot, maybe you've 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 had this conversation before. But another hospiration is um, Maya Angelou. Yes, Maya Angelou, um, everything that she was: poet, author, scholar, academic, creative artist. She was also a sex worker. She was. She was formerly a sex worker. She was formerly an exotic dancer, and that piece of her is not really spoken about by people who write about Maya Angelou or people who write biographies on her. Even trying to find the source was difficult. Yeah, but Maya Angelou, in her interviews, she, and in her poetry, she talks about how she Mm -hmm. worked as a sex worker. She talked about, you know, those experiences in in pretty plain language. And so I am, you know, uh, love Tumblr. Yes. Before Twitter, there was Tumblr. I love Tumblr. You know, Tumblr, like, is there's all this critical analysis. There's all mm-hmm. this history on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really appreciate the space that Tumblr has provided for women of color, femmes of color, queer folk. Queer folk. Sex my, workers. My, my queer friends, they, there is a community, because I talk about, like, IG community, right? Mm-hmm. But they talk about their Tumblr, Tumblr. queer community. And the, so that's a whole different lens. Exactly. So, anyways... Our big source that we have here, we have a couple. We have um, a Tumblr called strippernotes.tumblr.com, a blog by a stripper for strippers. And um, in this um, post that was, I think, either written or shared by Missandry Mermaid, um, they talk about, you know, when Maya Angelou died, when she passed away in 2014, she died May 28th, 2014, at the age of 86. Um, that the the author of this post is asking of all of her accolades and the details of her life, why is it that so often um, her history as a sex worker is is left out always and overlooked? And so this author writes this. Um, We can, once again, boil it down to respectability, politics, and stigma. I am angry about it. I find myself ruminating, considering, wondering... If her work had been talked about as much as her dancing with James Baldwin or even her considerable commanding and lovely height of six feet, what would the sex work community look like today? If we had talked about her wonderful compassion for sex workers, how she never looked down on them, and her refusal to be intimidated by invasive and obnoxious questioning about her sex working past, what would sex workers around the world be saying today in her memory of her life? Instead, we read post after post, obituary obituary after tribute, calling her a pimp and saying she had an unsuccessful stint as a prostitute. The most detailed accounts currently online are making sure to emphasize that she spent a brief stint, a Mm. short time in the sex industry, so as to, without explicit words, solidify the shame they believe she should have felt, the shame we should feel as well. The media uses inflammatory terms to get clicks and to emphasize the terrible and shameful secret that was, in actuality, never a secret at all. Dr. Angelou herself says she was never ashamed. Quoting Dr. Angelou, I wrote about my experiences because I thought too many people will tell young folks I never did anything wrong. Who? Me? Never I. I have no skeletons in my closet. In fact, I have no closet. They lie like that, and then young people find themselves in situations and they think, damn, I must be a pretty bad guy. My mom or dad never did anything wrong. They can't forgive themselves and go on with their lives. So I wrote the book, Gathered Together in My Name, about my past as a sex worker. Um, And Maya Angelou was also famous for saying very plainly, she had this really important quote, 
there are many ways to prostitute oneself. Yes. Right? And so um, I think it's so important to talk about Maya Angelou and her history as a sex worker in addition <clears throat> and because of all of her other incredible work. Yes. You know? Yeah. And it's true. There are many ways to prostitute oneself. Yeah. I, yeah. Not just by selling one's body. No. Absolutely. Um, and who else? Who are our other hospirations? Um, we talked about also Sylvia Rivera. We did. Yes. So um, we, yeah. we found this um, article. Yeah. So Sylvia Rivera, yeah. she was a trans woman of color, mm-hmm. a sex worker, um, led the Stonewall riots along with Marsha P. Johnson and, and other, and other um, trans queer folks yes. that were there. Um, but really fo- founded like the the QTPOC liberation movement that was yes. and later pushed out by gay mainstream movements essentially. Right. right. Um, yeah. So also like we can't talk about LGBTQ movement history without talking about Sylvia Rivera. And right. And so we we found this article um, that was published on Broadly, which is like the women's portion of Vice. Um, and the author, Leonie Roderick, um, did an interview um, with a sex worker by the name of Juno Mack. And um, Juno talks about how sex workers historically have been at the forefront of a lot of movements and pushes for equality. Yeah. And even, you know, um, citing resistance in the against the prison industrial complex in opposition to police violence and borders um and the fight for drug decriminalization Mm -hmm. right and so this article also talks about um the lgbt movement even being hesitant to acknowledge and include sex workers and the role of sex workers and the role of queer sex workers such as sylvia rivera right who was a transgender sex worker um and was so important in that history you know so I think that when we talk also about women's health, yes, about women's health, about our right to a decent wage, I think that historically that sex workers have been involved in those movements as well, mm-hmm. right? For mm-hmm. pay equality, for mm-hmm. pay in general, because sex work is something that is criminalized and stigmatized. So how can you have pay equality in that type of a situation? Right. Yeah. So access to safe working conditions, access to health care. All of that. All of that is important. All of that. And I guess like for us, why do we identify? Yeah. Why do we take on the pro-ho? Why is that our politic? Why do we use that term mm-hmm. ho or reclaim it? Yeah. Or puta? Whatever it is that you like to call yourself. Yeah. Right? Why do we use those terms? Yeah. You, you know, thinking about it right now, um, so prior to you know, Diosa Femme, right? I was, Mm -hmm. um, for a hot minute on Instagram, I was La Diosa Puta. Love it. Yeah, and I think um, creating that, I think, came from uh, a survivor standpoint, right? Around that time, I was, like, recovering from a sexual assault Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of things. So I think that is when I really started to to think about, like, hope praxis, um, and reclaiming my sexuality and wanting to feel like my body was mine again, mm-hmm. right? So really being able to own my body, what I do with it, if I take a photo, how I dress. So 100% me reclaiming myself, right? Because right. my power was taken from me, right? So I need to get my power back. So right. how am I doing that? 
by dressing how I want and not giving a fuck, right? Exactly. Taking a photo and not giving a fuck. Right. Um, so really, like, survivor standpoint. I love that. That's yeah. beautiful. And I, again, right, like, hoism should be survivor-focused and mm-hmm. survivor-centric. Um, for me, I saw this tweet once that, or maybe I saw it on Tumblr, but I saw it somewhere where somebody had taken ho and they turned it into an acronym for heaven on earth. Oh my God, love. Which I love. And I'm like, well, ho is just heaven on earth. Ho so is heaven on earth. How can I you not? Right. So how can you not love it? That's all. We all want to be in heaven anyways. It's right here. Um, and the other reason is because I come from like a really um, devout Catholic family. Yeah. You know, my grandmother loves church and, and we're Mexican Catholics. And I went to Catholic school for like nine years mm-hmm. and it was a lot. And it was the type of environment where, um, talk about shaming girls for like our bodies and our clothes. Yeah. It's nothing but shame. It's 100% shame oriented um, education mm-hmm. when it comes to girls, our bodies, queer students and their bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to sex education it's just all shame it's all shame and so i feel like for me coming into hoism and puteria Mm -hmm. as praxis yeah is like letting go of all of that Mm -hmm. just kind of dispelling it for my body like getting rid of it because the shame is it's crippling yeah and it's it's oppressive Mm -hmm. and it's not helpful it's not it's not healthy yeah i i think like because same i come from a religious family so i think also tied with that is like this whole idea of um body count body right so if you're if you come from a catholic family or a christian family a background there's this emphasis on like well you have to save yourself for a quote marriage yes. so you you can't have a high body count like i you have you can't have anybody you can't count. have anybody count, you should right? be a virgin when you get right? married and then if you do it should be like sub i'm gonna make up a number like sub five right right maybe maybe exactly um, even that would be high for some people you know which is fine do what do what you want with your body and who you who you spend your time with who you're intimate with but don't shame folks that perhaps have a higher body count or exactly. don't need to keep count right you don't need to keep count if you don't want to and you I, know? I think that's what's one really important thing about hoism is like and feminism womanism is you know if you're not hurting other people mm-hmm. if you're not causing harm to others um and what you're doing is your truth and it makes you feel good then do it mm-hmm. but you don't impose your expectations and standards on um, anybody else exactly you just don't mm-hmm. you know we expect everyone to respect boundaries um to not abuse other people mm-hmm. to treat others with respect like that's basic human decency yeah you know but to tell a woman or to tell a femme person or anybody that they can only have sex with so many this many people mm-hmm. under these circumstances mm-hmm. for these reasons yeah. fuck out of here mm-hmm. no yeah not at all um why else why else do i identify i know same why else do i identify oh i think because you know i think recently i have really come to the realization that like my body is like i just had this awakening like this mm-hmm. epiphany that wow like my body exists and like is living and breathing for my own pleasure like my body is for me and for nobody else like literally no one Mm -hmm. unless I want to share my -hmm. body with another person yeah right so that's part of my hoism is like I'm going to use my body however I want to Mm -hmm. use it because it's mine yeah you know yeah there's something so powerful or so beautiful about being naked with yourself like physically naked Mm -hmm. um that's how I feel whenever like my like my post shower ritual is always like 
coconut oil moisturizing with coconut oil and just like looking at myself literally like sitting in my vanity naked and just looking at myself you know knowing my body like that to me like that that is my whole praxis as well love Mm self-care self-care self-love absolutely because is there is there not even just women right masturbating Mm -hmm. is there not just that that by itself an activity that involves no other people yeah right you're doing it by yourself but Mm -hmm. there's a stigma to it there is so even just touching your own body enjoying your own body you can be considered a hoe right in a negative way right because your body exists for the pleasure of a man of a man of a man not another partner but a man but then isn't it interesting then that sex workers who are allowing men t- mm-hmm. to experience mm-hmm. pleasure mm-hmm. are so stigmatized mm-hmm. because they're benefiting financially exactly. from, it, from that ca- exchange. They're, they're making money. See, we're supposed to have sex for free, mm-hmm. not come, yeah. right? And that's okay. Yeah. As long as, as, as the other person has is getting off and they're happy. So yes. I can't benefit in any way, physically, no. emotionally, economically, mm-hmm. or else... It's derogatory. I'm a hoe. Yeah. Okay. Well, I am a hoe. <laughs> yeah. And that's, so, so that's what? the long and the short of it. Yeah. Mm. There's so much. So much. There's so much. Why there. do you all identify as hoes? Let us know. Why do you us. identify as a, I used to, in my Instagram um, bio, I used to have multitasking puta, which I used to love. I saw that. Yeah. That used to be my little, like, my, my in my bio for a while. And I loved that. And I think that's the other part of it is, like, listen... The hoism, the puteria, it's it's a praxis, it's part of our politic, but it doesn't, it's not consuming our life all day, every day. Absolutely. We're doing a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, I saw this, I saw this tweet the other, uh, a few months ago that really stuck with me and I still think about it now and it, and it's about how women or, you know, folks that are, are open, they're, they're sexually open, that they are like, like they're, God, I want to find it so I, I don't butcher it, but it's some, it, the idea is that when you are sexually free and you're open and, and you you're very open, right? That that's also taken advantage of. That's also exploited, right? right? And right. I've I've found that to be true with past partners, right? right? That because I'm so open, or maybe I'm a quote ho, well then she won't mind if this happens, right? Aha! Uh-huh. Absolutely not. not. That's not true. Not right? yeah. So it's just, it's it's like what you're saying. Like yes, it's not. This does not consume my mind twenty four seven. Like exactly. I can, I'm multi dimensional, right? Like just because I I like it this way doesn't mean that you can do this either. There's still there's there's still consent still needs to be involved in it always. And again, pro ho and and I like I get frustrated with older feminists. Mm-hmm. I get frustrated with older feminists and older feminists that I know Same. in my life personally because there is always a very quick tendency to turn your head around 360 degrees when somebody wants to mention ho, slut, slut walk, selfies, you know, Mm -hmm. there's still a lot of respectability politics in feminism. Yeah. And especially when you're talking to older feminists and it just is, and and I don't like it Mm -hmm. and it's annoying, you know? And so I'm like, no, because hoism means exactly what trauma-informed and survivor-centered should mean, that I, again, do with my body what I want when I want. And that means I can be picky as hell. Mm -hmm. And I am picky as hell. That means that I say no to everybody that I want to say no to, however I want to say no. And when I decide to say yes, that's my choice and that's my option, Mm -hmm. right? But being pro-ho means you're pro-ho all the way around. You're pro 
ho autonomy. Always. You're pro ho autonomy, ho power. Like mm-hmm. that, you're pro hoes making their own choices about their own bodies yeah. and, and why I engage with you sexually and why I don't. Because mm-hmm. this, right, is not a fucking democracy, right? No. I think Bad Dominicana tweeted once this is not a democracy the body is not a democracy it's a fucking queendom yeah you know you make all of the rules Mm -hmm. for your body and that's it nobody gets to negotiate with Mm -hmm. you exactly Mm. queendom by queendom yes the whole queendom yeah I love it. There are rules. There, there are many rules. There are rules. And I wrote, I wrote, I write them. And I think this I wrote is, the Constitution. Absolutely. To that. And I think this is part of the thing is that people hear the term "ho" or "sexually mm-hmm. liberated," they assume that there's no boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. No rules. No boundaries. No morals. I've, no limits. I've found that with a partner in the past, where a, lo- a lot of things happened that I I did not consent to, that I was not okay with, right? Mm-hmm. But because it's like, oh, she's open, she's down, she's this, she's that. So she's not going to say no. Yeah. Well, no, that's Hello. not how it works. That's not how consent works. Exactly. Ugh. Anyway. So that's why we have to have these conversations. Important, important. important. Especially, yeah, if you find yourself in a relationship and maybe you're doing something you don't want to do. Yeah. And I know, especially I, in relationships, it gets complicated in so that way. Com- it can get very gray and fuzzy. Yeah. But just know, it doesn't matter if you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're married. It doesn't matter if you have 10 kids together. If you don't want to do something, then you don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Point blank, period. Absolutely. Consent always. And I think we can talk about ho as empowerment because I think that historically derogatory terms like slut, ho, whore, thought are used to take power away from someone. Because when mm-hmm. some, you label someone a slut or a whore, now it's like we're talking about there's no rules, there's no boundaries, there's no limits. It's a free-for-all on that person. No. Ho is empowering because it's saying, I will do whatever I want with my body, mm-hmm. and you have to play by my rules. Exactly. It flips it. Yeah, you know? it does. And people have a problem with that. And that's why people have a problem exactly. with it. Because people don't like when women have no. ownership no. of our own bodies for no. our own purposes, mm-hmm. for our own benefit and our pleasure. Own pleasure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damn, girl. To be a hoe. Mm. <laughs> oh, to be a hoe. Yeah. It's fun. It's a fun life. It's a fun life. Like today, um, I'm like really excited because I'm gonna go to a pool party and like be in my bathing suit and like my ass is gonna be out. Perfect. And I'm gonna be really cute. And I cannot wait to just go be cute in the sunshine. I can't wait to see those photos. It's gonna be adorable. Of you in that one piece. Is it that one piece? It's that orange that one. That orange one? Yeah. Yes. From pink plastic. I'll I put love the it. I'll put the I'll tag them. Yes. So you guys can Perfect. see where it's from because it's cute. Yeah. I wanna I wanna be out and about in a in a in a bathing suit exactly. somewhere. A rooftop. That's what summer's for. I know. Yeah, perfect. <sighs> um, okay. Is there any final thoughts about anything I'm exhausted. that you wanna say? Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I would like I would like a cold Michelada right about now. That sounds amazing. Let's go get one. Okay. I'm supposed to go to the gym after this, <laughs> but whatever. Go get one. Let's go get a Michel. Okay, so last final announcements. Um, oh, by yes. the way, we wanted to say um, there is a sex worker activist on Twitter that we want y'all to follow, support. Um, a lot of our um, learning comes from her. We and love her. Her name is Raquel Savage, at Raquel Savage, R-A-Q-U-E-L, underscore Savage. Um, and she's amazing. 
Yeah. Her name on it is like sex therapist. Sex I've therapist. learned so much from her, especially about sex workers, pro-hoism, mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. So She's on Instagram and yeah. she's on Twitter. Follow her, support her, mm-hmm. um, retweet her, learn from her. Learn from her. Um, yeah. Yeah. We also want to remind you all to check out Snowfall. And if you tweet your reactions, use hashtag SnowfallFX. Yes. Um, it airs July 5th. So right around the corner. Um, and then follow us um, on our social media. SoundCloud, Twitter, Facebook, IG. It's all locatora underscore radio. Yes. Follow us. Leave us comments. Leave tweet us love. Us. Tweet at us. When you're listening to an episode, tweet at us. Tell us what you're doing. There's nothing that I love more yeah. than when y'all tell us what you're doing while listening. I love it's it cute. so much. It's cute. Yes. Because some of you guys are cleaning. Some of you guys are like doing your homework and research and mm-hmm. statistics stuff and yeah. whatever it is you do. Multidimensional people. It's women. so cute. I love it. We love it. Yeah. And then we also want to know um, what's in your ho kids? You know, who are some of your hospirations? Yes. Who are your greatest hospirations? Let us know. Um, and then if you have any idea, if there's something, a topic that you want to hear for one of our next capitulos, you know, we're currently planning um, our next five episodes so let us know let us know because we are always like open to ideas to like topic suggestions if there's something that we like we will shout you out and we will talk about it absolutely yes so heaven on earth go be pro ho (laughs) ho is praxis yes if you claim to be a feminist you should be pro ho pro ho puta positive not yet do some internal work yeah and figure out why yeah Well, enjoy, everybody. Yes. Have a good rest of your day. I hope y'all are enjoying summer. We're officially in summer. We're officially in summer. We want to see all of your summer gear, all your summer wear, your summer looks. So, you know, don't be strangers. Hit us up. Show us us love. love. And I hope you enjoy. Yeah. Besitos. Between recording the next episode of my podcast, running a business, and all of the things life throws my way, sometimes it's good to just get away. Hola, ¿qué tal? It's Chiquis here. And let me tell you, I love booking a trip where I can escape. There's nothing like spending a few days at the beach, relaxing and spending time with family. No matter what kind of traveler you are, and no matter your reasons, the Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card is the way to go. If you travel, you know. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, 
My newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fear of the unknown is the greatest fear of all. And for millions of Americans, there is no greater unknown than Alzheimer's disease. I'm Dana Torito, a writer and Alzheimer's advocate. On my podcast, The Memory Whisperer, I strive to calm your fears about the disease through thoughtful conversations with experts, care partners, and more. Action is the antidote for fear. Listen to The Memory Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.